0: Well, hey there teacher. Yay. Thank you for joining me for episode number twenty-five of the Primary Teacher Friends Podcast. If you have no idea who this strange southern draw belongs to, well, my name is Tony and I am a passionate teacher and I am dedicated to helping teachers find joy in their profession so that they can truly have a deep impact on their little ones. You have joined me for episode number twenty-five, and this is part two in a two-part part series dedicated to crafting your epic morning meeting. If you did not catch last week's episode, we covered the first three components of this epic morning meeting, so I really recommend that you stop right here, jump back there, grab those first, as today we're going to dive into the last two components and Susan will provide some final thoughts and advice to really help you make your morning meeting effective. Let's get to it, teacher. Are you ready? You are tuned in to the Primary Teacher Podcast. Now, if your job description doesn't consist of teaching little people to read, develop, succeed, and grow, you're probably in the wrong place. But if you do teach kindergarten, first or second grade, well, you're what we call a difference maker, and you're among friends here. And now, your host, primary teacher, content creator, and little people fanatic, Tony Mullins. Welcome to another episode. Thank you for being here, for letting me into your ears and into your thoughts. I hope that your time spent with me is effective, whether you are putting on makeup in the morning, driving to work, walking your dog or doing the dishes. I like to listen to podcasts while I'm doing the dishes. It really makes that a lot easier. Anyway, at the time of this release, it is Christmas time, and I hope you're not listening at the time of the release. I hope you are enjoying your family and really making those lasting memories with your little ones, with those you love. I hope you're warm and happy and have an unforgettable end to your year 2020. I thought about skipping this week, but I'm actually pre-recording ahead of time, so it is not Christmas break for me just yet. I just wanted to be consistent for my audience and make sure I show up here like I said I would, even though it's a holiday Come back later if you're not ready to listen. But year 2021 is quickly approaching. I did an episode in number 23 about a January reset. If you happen to miss that, go back and listen to my top three goals to get prepped and ready for the restart in January so that you can get back on track with your students. I thought this series all about morning meeting was very timely, so that way you can use some of your break to really think about your morning meeting and it's important. Importance and make some changes that will really bring big impact to your students. So today we are doing part number two of this interview with my friend Susan Matthews. She introduced herself last episode. If you listen to any of that, you know she's absolutely amazing and beams passion for her first grade teaching position. Teaching is not only her career, but her hobby. She eats, sleeps, and breathes teaching, trust me. And that's why she's a great mentor to me, and she can help you really craft that morning meeting that's going to make a difference for your kids. So I won't keep on talking. Let's get to part number two of the interview with Susan. So let me go back and recap our components so far. We have height excitement and then we have our SEL component and singing and movement and now let's talk about why it's so important to have this component of differentiation during our morning meeting. Now I believe differentiation is important all the time but we believe it's especially important during that first start of the day morning meeting time. So can you tell me a little bit about that Susan? Sure.
1: I think that differentiation is most important for the morning meeting because it keeps them engaged. If you are asking questions that are all over their head, and you know, only for your higher kid, then those lower kids, you're going to lose them. They're going to be daydreaming. Think about when you are at a PD, (laughs) a teacher PD, and they're talking about something that is totally over your head. You kind of zone out and start planning tomorrow's day and what you're going to do as a teacher and things like that. You're not thinking about what. The PD is about. And the same goes for if the PD is something you've already done and you already know how to do it. You tune out. So we want to keep the kids engaged by hitting each of their levels. So some kids might only be able to recognize sounds, letter sounds. Some kids might be able to recognize diagraphs and blends, but it's important to ask all those questions when you are doing the morning meeting. So I use WordWorks from you, from your teachers, pay teachers, and I love it because it gives the opportunity to use lots of differentiation. For instance, there's a sentence at the beginning and they have to figure out if the sentence gets a period, an exclamation point, or a question mark. So the sentence might be like, where is my blue tie? where is my blue tie? Well, would that have a period? Would that have a question mark? Or would that have an exclamation point? And so that's pretty much a question that even now at this point in first grade, my lowest kids can maybe figure out that gives them the opportunity to answer that question. But then there's a follow up question with it and it OK. Yes, you're right. That ended with a question mark. It's a question because it needs an answer. Can you turn that question into a statement? So then my lower kids aren't able to do that, but my higher kids can do that. So they want to turn that question into a statement and they'll say, I found my blue tie or I know where my blue tie is. And then we try to change it into an exclamation. So that's for the higher kids. And the same goes with, in the sentence, we'll try to identify the nouns. We'll try to identify the verbs. My lower kids can still identify nouns. So they can do that fairly easy. And they can identify verbs. But my higher kids can identify the adjective and figure out that blue is the adjective in that sentence. So by asking all those questions, it's keeping them really engaged. And I love when I ask a question and almost every hand goes up. And that's how it is. With the word works at the beginning, when I'm asking, there every hand is going up and they're wanting to answer. But I make sure that the, the one children that I call on are the children that will be successful in answering those questions.
0: Okay, I love I love all the things that you said there, and I really love that your kids show up to morning meeting and they know they're going to have those moments of success. So, like you said, they're engaged, they're excited, they feel confident, and that is so important to our morning time. Because Because that's how we start our day. We want to start our day with everyone feeling successful and having that stamina that comes from that to get them through the harder things through the day as well. So I love how you did that. So glad you like WordWorks because for those who don't know, Susan is actually the one that has helped me create first grade WordWorks. So what she's telling you is she really loves her own thinking and helping me create that, (laughs) Susan. That was totally all you because you worked with me several times to really make that something that first grade teachers could use and really benefit from. So can I say one more thing about that?
1: Also in the morning meeting, I love to do how many days we've been in school. And recently we have been, the last day that we were in school was 74. And this is a very interesting thing to me because it's very differentiated it's got a little bit of something that every child can answer I'll say okay boys and girls who can tell me a way to make 74 and literally every hand goes up because my lower kid might be able to say 74 plus zero and then another kid will say 73 plus one and then another kid will say 75 minus one they kind of play off of each other and build off of each other so one will say 73 plus one and then the next kid goes huh well I, 72 plus two and it, it will build a pattern and I will write it on the jamboard so that they can see it and kind of see the patterns and just the evolution of that throughout the year um, is amazing and if I feel like they're ready um, maybe like on the 12th or 13th day of school I would say I'm gonna teach you on multiplication you're gonna be so smart and know a uh, you know third grade skill so I say okay 12 is our number today. If I gave you one piece of candy 12 times, how many pieces of candy would you have? And they're like, 12? And I'm like, that's multiplication. You did multiplication. 12 times one, that's right. 12 pieces one time. And so then they feel so smart. And even your lower students understand that saying times one is going to be the same. So when you get to 74 days, they're like, 74 times one. (laughs) They get very excited about that. And then the higher kids will start to catch on if the number is like 60. They understand that thirty times two will be sixty, and they'll throw those in there. And it's just amazing, especially if you're getting observed. <laughs> the principal will be blown away that your first grader can tell you that thirty times two is sixty.
0: Wow, Susan! Susan down in first grade's teaching a multiplication. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome I love it Susan so and that really plays into the repetition and we I believe repetition is Mm so so important even to me as an adult when I'm learning something new I know I have to repeat it over and over and over before I really become skilled at it so the way that you have your morning meeting set up they're repeating this every day they are really zoning in on those skills that you're teaching them through the word works and through like the multiplication and those things and they are feeling successful with it and it's just amazing how repeating something over and over sounds boring, but it's really engaging to our little ones. Don't you agree? It is because it's so fast paced. You're not focusing
1: on anything for a long period of time. You're moving, you know, you're doing the sentence and then you're doing the syllables and then you're doing the word wizard. It's just, moving so quickly that it feels like they're not learning because you're not focusing on anything for a super long period of time. But after doing it for even a week or two, you'll start to notice that they're really catching on. And now compared to the second or third week of school, now it's just amazing. I'm like how much they've grown just from that 30 minutes.
0: I absolutely love it. Okay, so now we've kind of led into this a little bit, but so our differentiation is so, so important. And now let's move over into this content connection. So we do believe that's an important component for your. Morning meeting is to definitely have that content intertwined in there in a, in a very meaningful and purposeful way. So, can you tell us some ways? I think you've already kind of hinted around how do you use content during your morning meeting to really prime your kids for the rest of their learning for the day?
1: I look at what we're going to be learning throughout the day, and I do a lot of um, right now because we're virtual, I'm doing some pre recorded lessons, and I have done those a month ago. <laughs> And posted them. So I go on every morning and look and make sure I know what we are actually, um, what the lessons are actually going to be about that day. And I'll tell the kids at the end of the morning meeting, I'll say, oh my goodness, guys, you guys are going to love the math lesson today. You are going to learn about doubles. You know what doubles are? No. Doubles are when it's the same number you're adding to itself. So two plus two is a double. What would be another double? three plus three. That's right. Four plus four. And you guys are going to be the master of those after this lesson. Tomorrow I'll say, what's five plus five? And boom, you all will just be able to tell me 10. And it's going to help you so much with math. So I kind of try to get them excited and um, looking forward to the lesson. That way, even if they're super busy that day or their parents have other things going on, they might go to their parent and say, hey, I've really got to do my math lesson because I got to learn those doubles. Or, (laughs) you know, this week we're going to do um, gingerbread men, all different gingerbread books. So I say, okay, yesterday we heard about the Cajun gingerbread man, and that was so much fun. And you all learned about that. Um, but today you're going to learn about the gingerbread girl. What do you think might be different about the gingerbread girl than the Cajun gingerbread man? And so we'll kind of talk about that for a minute. And they'll tell me what they enjoyed about the book yesterday. And then they'll give me some predictions about the book today. And then that way, when they get off, they're going to be excited to get right on that book and listen to it
0: absolutely and everything's always easier when we've heard it before like Mm -hmm. I know I finally get understand things after I've heard them a couple times so when you mention that during your morning meeting you're not only piquing their interest but you're kind of building their background knowledge like oh yeah Miss Matthews said that today during our morning meeting I know what she's talking about I think I can do this so it's kind of like a confidence boost as well so I love how I love how you do that I love how you incorporate that connection and you're getting all that content in there with your word works and the math concepts that you're covering early and quickly It's so it's so wonderful your morning meeting is just stellar I really love it so Susan we've really given the listeners a lot of information I just want to recap each of the components really quickly and then I want you to leave us with some final advice so component number one is always have that excitement and hype and joy in the morning and during your morning meeting to really get your students off on the right foot. Have some SEL components in there to really help them feel connected and important and special to you. I love singing and movement. It's so engaging and you can relate it to the content and you use it as an attention grabber every day just like in writing. I really love how you said that. Definitely important to have those differentiation opportunities in there so all of our students can feel successful and engaged. And then connect to the content that you're going to teach That day, and make sure you have some important skills that your students need the most incorporated in the morning. Susan, I think that wraps it up. Can you leave our listeners with your best, most final, greatest advice about morning meeting?
1: First of all, morning meeting needs to be short, so it's only 20 to 30 minutes. So, when I was planning morning meeting, My thoughts were, I need to get the most bang for their buck. (laughs) For that little bit of time, I want them to be able to get the most benefit from it. So that means in social, emotional, and that means in curriculum. So I wanted it to be very positive, very upbeat, but I also wanted it to give them a big hodgepodge of skills at the same time. And I feel like I've done that. It's probably my favorite. 20 to 30 minutes of the day and the most beneficial. When you're doing it, I have had to mix it up. We did the same songs for the first couple weeks. Those two songs were the same. And I noticed they started kind of getting bored with them and needing something different. So I incorporated some different songs. So now there are maybe six or seven different songs that I may do at the beginning. I'd only choose two of them, but there are six or seven that they know. And so that makes it a little more exciting. They never know which one we're going to do. And if it's been a while since we've done one, the kids will ask, can we do, you know, um, my hand on my head song again. I missed that one. Sure, we'll do that one tomorrow. And it kind of gives them something to look forward to. But also... Um, When I was planning my morning meetings, I thought about Harry Wong and I've gone to a conference my first year as a teacher, a Harry Wong conference, and he talks about the teacher toolbox and how we have all these different tools that we either learned on our own or that we stole from other teachers. Because that is honestly, everything I do has probably, none of it is my own original ideas, things I've stolen by watching other teachers or by going online and, you know, reading blogs from other teachers, but you have to get your toolbox together before morning meeting and think about all the different things that you can do if this isn't working. So if I am doing word works and this just is not working, they seem not engaged and they're not following along, then I'll stop it and I'll just do something fun in the middle, do a song, get out my little red box and do that, something to kind of grab their attention to get them back into what we're doing because it is so hard to keep the little ones' attentions, especially virtual. So you have to be prepared for anything.
0: I love it. So let me wrap up my thinking. So you're saying keep it short and to mix it up when we need to using like the things that we know to do to keep our kids engaged. I absolutely love it. Is that right? Yes. Wonderful advice, Susan. I love it. And I wish I could come to your morning meeting every day. It was just so joyful and happy to watch you teach and to see all their little smiling faces. So I hope we have given some of your joy and experience to those who are listening today so that they can kind of copycat you and find some more happiness and joy in their morning meeting. So thank you so much, Susan, for being here. If anyone has any questions for you, is there a way that they can contact you to learn more?
1: Absolutely. My email address is Susan Matthews with two Ts at Johnston.k12.nc.us.
0: righty. If you don't mind, I'll leave that down in the show notes. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for having me. I love having you on, Susan. Have a great rest of your school year. You too. <laughs> that wraps up our two-part series all about crafting the epic morning meeting you may be like uh tony there was a lot of information in these two episodes and you are absolutely correct which is why i have made the epic morning meeting cheat sheet for you and placed it over on my website at teachertony.com forward slash morning meeting you can print that out take it with you during your planning. And really remember all five components and the tips Susan provided, plus some bonus tips from me that you will find at the end of that document. If you have made it this far into this episode, you are very well the kind of teacher we need over in our Primary Teacher Friends Facebook community. You are passionate and planning and doing all kinds of things in your classroom that make an impact on kids. You are a difference maker for sure. So be sure to follow the link down in the show notes, jump over there and send an invite to join. Once again, I just want to thank you for being here. Your presence is so important to me. I hope you have a wonderful holiday with your family and I will talk to you soon. Until we meet again, go make a difference, teacher friend.